Well, welcome everybody to our Sunday broadcast here at All Nations Church in Bedford. Wherever you're joining in from, you are so welcome, and it's good to have you here wherever you're listening from around the world. In these unprecedented days, I found it really helpful looking at some of the prayers that are prayed in the Bible. So many are found in the Psalms, and I just want to encourage you to make the Psalms your go-to place at the moment in the Scriptures. They're always a great source of help. Last week, I spent a lot of time in number six, praying the Aaronic or the priestly blessing, which as I was kind of praying it, found it was a nation blessing prayer. And I've been praying that a lot for our nation. But today, I want to read another prayer, one that the Apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in Rome. And we find it in Romans chapter 15, and verse 13. So let's read it together. If you've got your Bible, I'd like to turn to it now. I'm going to read to you from the New Living Translation. Paul writes, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of of the Holy Spirit. Somebody once said that a man can live about 40 days without food, about three days without water, about eight minutes without air, but not a second without hope. This week I came across a Peanuts cartoon. And uh, some of you are thinking, Peanuts, what's that all about? Well, just ask the prophet Google and uh, he'll help you. Um, but in this cartoon, there's Lucy and Linus in the room together. And Lucy says to Linus, Linus, go and get me a glass of water. And Linus says, why should I do anything for you? You never do anything for me. And Lucy says, well, on your 75th birthday, I'll bake you a cake. And Linus gets up and goes to get the glass of water, saying, life is more pleasant when you have something to look forward to. That's really good theology. Because you see, hope is something that the Bible talks a lot about. We all need hope. And many are looking right now for something to hope in. What about you? What are you looking forward to right now? I guess this time has made us appreciate certain things that we once took for granted. I'm so looking forward to being in the same room with my family and not just seeing faces on a screen. I'm so grateful for technology. Wouldn't it have been awful if uh, we didn't have that? But I'm really looking forward to my family being there and being able to hug them and just be with them. I'm also looking forward to being together in worship with you guys, not just online. I mean, praise God again that we get to do this, but I'm looking forward to one day being in the same room, breaking bread. We're going to do that a little bit later, but sharing that together, being in one place, even being able to, yes, shake hands and, dare I say it, hug one another again. That's something I'm looking forward to. And maybe... Some of us right now have got hopes, hopes of staying well, 
I was thinking about that phrase this week. It takes on a new dimension. We often used to say, are you well? But now it kind of takes on a slightly different meaning. I guess we're wanting all those that we know and love to stay well. Maybe some of you right now are thinking, I hope I will still have work that will pay the bills when all this comes to an end. I guess maybe some of you are hoping, I just want things to return to some form of normality. Well, you know, all these are really good things, aren't they? They're really wonderful things to hope for. But you know, we don't know for certain how all this is going to land. So much of what we hope for in the here and now is really, if we're honest, just wishful thinking. We hope so, but we're not sure. But that's not the hope of the Bible and the hope that is found in relationship with Jesus Christ. Because you see, biblical hope, Christ-centered hope, is steadfast and sure and will never disappoint us or let us down. What it actually is, is a joyful anticipation that his promises, all that he's declared, will be fulfilled. It will be fulfilled in his time, in his way, for his glory, and for our good. This isn't wish upon a star, cross my fingers, and hope for the best. This is, I can put all that I am into his loving hands. I can give it all. I can sacrifice it all. And know I can never lose. Why? Because he is my hope. Paul writes, may the God of hope fill you. My hope comes from him. And you know what? In the storm, he is my anchor and rock. In my weakness, he is my strength and my fortress. In the dark, he is my light. In my lack, he is my provider and provision. In my loneliness, he is with me and his presence sustains me. In my sorrow, he is joy. In my grief, he is comforter. At my end, he is my beginning and my eternity. He is my all in all. And that's the hope that we have as Christians. And that hope enables us to live bravely and boldly and brightly because we know we cannot lose whatever happens. Paul tells us that we are to overflow with hope. Literally, it's to leak out of us. We're to be hope dealers. We're to infect everyone around us, not with virus, but with hope. Hope is contagious, just as fear is contagious. And I guess we see so much of that right now, don't we? We see lots of fear. It's like wildfire. It kind of, kind of goes everywhere. But hope can lift our heads and make us live with confidence 
in all that we do. I want to tell you a, a, a lovely story of hope that happened this week. Ginny was talking to a friend of ours who is a nurse working in critical care within the NHS. We just want to pray for those guys right now, so much um, that they're going through. But this nurse had begun her shift, and the first thing that she'd been given to do was to care for a lady who basically, they said, was in the last moments of her life. But this nurse, being a Christian, said, I'm not going to give up on this lady. And every time she went to care for her, she just prayed. Just prayed, Lord, heal her. Lord, break in. Well, you know, at the end of that six-hour shift where they were not expecting her to come through, she started to recover. And at the end of the day, she was taken out of that place, and that lady has recovered. Isn't that a great story? Isn't that a great story of hope? We, we hear so much bad news, but, you know, there's good news. And Christ is in the midst of those things, and he brings hope. We cannot help as followers of Jesus Christ, be the most positive people on the planet. Are you like that? That's who we should be. That's his invitation to us today in the midst of all these unprecedented things that we're going through, to be the most positive people on the planet because of the hope that we have in him. I think this is an amazing statement those with the most hope have the most influence. And as Christians, we have the greatest hope. And therefore, I believe that Jesus wants us to have the greatest influence. I want to encourage us to do that in three ways today, very briefly. The first way that I want us to overflow in hope is to let that hope Overflowing love. Romans again, chapter 5 and verse 5 says this. Hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. I want to encourage us that that hope fuels love because we have something to live for. We have someone to delight in. We can love bravely and boldly. Let us love the Lord and let us love others with all the passion that he puts into us. Because we have this unshakable hope in Christ, we can love sacrificially. We don't have to grow cold in love in this season. In fact, we can let the fire of that love burn in us because we have hope that comes from him. I just want to encourage you not to let your heart go cold towards Jesus and towards others. In this season of self-isolation, don't become self-centered. Don't become self-focused. Don't become self-preserving at the expense of others and even your relationship with Jesus Christ. I'll be honest with you, I hate this self-isolation. I'm a uber external processor. I need people. I find being on my own really tough and it's very easy to get discouraged, but I found such strength in coming into the presence of God, just enjoying him. I want to encourage you to stir your love for him. The book of Jude says, keep yourselves 
in the love of God. I want to encourage you to let hope stir love for Jesus in fresh ways, to delight in him. But also, I want to encourage you to love others. Now you think, well, how do we do that? We've been told to keep away from others. But you know, we can be creative, can't we, in the way that we love other people. The first thing you can do is pray for them. Just as people come to mind, let me encourage you, pray for them. When you think about them, if you've got a phone, phone them up and just ask how they are. Share with them. Give them hope. Help them to know that you're thinking and praying for them. If you're strong and healthy and not in the vulnerable categories, let me encourage you to make yourself available to care for those in our community. We're, as a church, now part of this COVID-19 care hub here in Bedford. And we've had the privilege even this week of sharing with people and giving to people things that they need, bringing hope into their lives. Why don't you make yourself available? That's only going to get bigger, I guess, over these next few weeks. Put yourself in that place. But you know, the biggest way that you can show love right now is to share the good news of Jesus with people. Be creative. Don't be afraid to share stuff when you have conversations. You see, let me tell you this. The virus isn't the biggest killer. It's sin. And people need saving. They need Jesus. And that hope that you have needs to overflow in love for them to know that they can be saved. So, let hope overflow in love. Secondly, let hope overflow in joy. Because hope flows from God himself, it's also laced with joy. He's a joy giver. It overflows because it comes from him. And the Bible says that in his presence, there is fullness of joy. And it is never ultimately determined by our circumstances. It's ultimately determined by him. The Holy Spirit, we're told, is poured out into us. His power is available to work through us in every situation. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Joy is his gift to us that goes beyond whatever we are walking through. Happiness is different. Happiness is a little bit like a thermometer. It changes by what is going on around us. Joy comes from the Lord. And you know, I've seen people in the deepest, darkest moments of life. Humanly speaking, how can you find joy there? But in the Lord, they found joy that has sustained them. Because the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I just want to invite even now the Holy Spirit just to download that gift of joy, that special measure that comes from his presence that lifts us and lifts our heads. I want you to get into the habit of not just knowing joy, but rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing often comes from thanksgiving. Be thankful. Be thankful for the things that you have. I don't know whether it's just me, but do the birds seem to sing more sweetly right now? 
Do the daffodils seem to look a little bit more vivid in color? Does the fragrance that's coming from the blossom on the trees smell sweeter at the moment? Or is it just the fact that I'm noticing them? And I give thanks and I rejoice. And I want to encourage you to do exactly the same. Let thanksgiving fuel your rejoicing. Let me encourage you to make laughter and celebration part of the overflow of your joy, of, of your hope in him. Let laughter come into those moments in family time. Just make sure you laugh lots together. Let's encourage each other in the Lord to be full of joy. And then finally, let hope overflow in peace. Because of the hope we have in Christ, it brings peace into us that passes all human understanding and logic. It doesn't make sense. As Jesus said so many times to his disciples, peace be with you. And that comes because he is with us. Peace comes from him. It comes from a confidence that ultimately, because we're in him, we cannot lose. You see, fear robs us of our peace. Many are fearful. Even as Christians, we know that fears rob us and seek to take our security and confidence away. Perhaps the biggest fear right now is the fear of death. When we're faced with so much uncertainty about treating this virus, it causes us to fear. But listen, this is the good news of Christianity. This is the good news in Jesus. Christ has defeated death. He has conquered the grave. Easter, which we're going to be celebrating next Sunday, is the triumph of Jesus over everything that holds us captive to fear, including death itself. This is the gospel. Jesus died in our place as our substitute so that we could be forgiven and restored to him that we might know life that begins right now. This isn't just an assurance certificate or policy that we take out for what's to come. It starts now. And in this, we know the reason why we were made. But we also know that we have confidence that death is not the end. It actually is a doorway into a new dimension of life for all eternity with Jesus Christ. And the Bible says, it's a place of gain. How does that work? Death, a place of gain. But Paul writes, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. You see, we can put our hand in the hand of Jesus right now and know that we don't have to fear death anymore. But let me ask you this. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Because you see, if you don't know him, then death is a fearful thing. And it is something that you have to kind of find an answer to. 
And the Bible says that the only answer that you have to this is Jesus Christ and putting your trust in him. And I want to ask you right now, if you've never done that, this is a moment for you to say today, right now, as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, I can be forgiven and restored and I can know an eternity that is guaranteed with Jesus, whatever happens in the here and now. And more than that, it brings life and joy and passion. And you can risk it all because you know you cannot lose when it comes to following Jesus Christ. And right now, some of you, the spirit of the Lord is just drawing from you. You know you need to come to him. He's saying, I love you. I died for you. I did this so that you can be free. Free from fear, but most importantly, free from sin and eternal separation. You can come to me and you can know life. My invitation to you this morning is not to put that off because we don't know. Nobody knows what tomorrow may bring, but we do know the one who holds tomorrow. And right now, this is your moment. This is your moment to put your trust in him. To those of you who have been fearful this week, and we all have those times, I just want to pray right now that the Holy Spirit would just banish that fear. Let peace come into that place of turmoil. Let his peace, which passes all understanding, just fill you to live confidently and boldly for Jesus in all that you do. This is the hope. This is our hope in Christ. I just want to ask you to stand. I want to ask you just for a moment to be still. And I want to pray. Holy Spirit, will you just come and fill us afresh right now? I pray for everyone in this room, everyone, wherever they are, just to know your presence. For those that don't know you, for those who know that they haven't trusted you, I want to invite you, Lord, to come and knock very hard on the door of their life. And I pray that they would open their heart to you. And if that's you, I want to just invite you to pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, please, will you forgive me? Will you not just deal with virus in me, but will you deal with sin in me? Will you make me alive because of your death and your resurrection where you conquered everything that separated me from you? I give you my life. I put my hand into your hand and I trust you now for eternal life. And if you've prayed that, I want you to just to type in on the, the screen that you've just done that and we'll reply to you very quickly and help you take some next steps. Those of you who are working so hard in our community, I just want to encourage you, may the Lord 
continue to bless you. May he continue to make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May he continue to look upon you with favour and give you his peace. Thank you so much for listening in. The Lord bless you.